All right, everybody. I don't know if it was Don Henley or somebody else is saying, but we're back in the Mando life again. Was that Don? I think it was Steve Winwood. Maybe it was uh, singing that song. Both uh, Hunter and uh, the, the the Hunted. This is uh, Chapter Nine, The Marshal. I actually started the wrong episode, so I said Star Wars open. Then I heard beep beep beep, and I said, "Oh wait, that's Episode One, not Episode Nine. Uh, precisely Dexter voiceover, Way of the Mandalore. Uh, I don't think that says precisely Dexter, but uh, the finger. There's a the where he's touching uh, Oso's finger. There's voiceover about the Way of the Mandalore, the Code of the Guild, Navarro." Namando going rogue. This is all the recap of last season. No life for a kid. Old way. Sh- showdown. Yoda power. Songs of eon past. Battles between Mandalore the Great and a sorcerer's name the Jedi. By the creed it's in its care. You must reunite it uh, and feel so good with its own kind. This is the way. Yeah, we see trouble with the, I put X-Wing trouble, but it's actually a sci fighter. Secrecy is important. Take care of the little one. This is the way. Oh, he takes off. Uh, oh, that's when we see the um, dude coming out of the uh, X-Wing. And then we see Lucas. This is made by Lucasfilm. Star Wars helmet or type shots and droid shots. Uh, and we, then we, it opens. Uh, we're back. Isn't it nice to be back here uh, in the hands of uh, capable storytellers, in my opinion? And I say, oh, boy, I can relax and kick back and just enjoy an episodically modular series in this with a touch of seriality. So it's night. Uh, it's There's lights, street lights. Well, first we see city lights and... Uh, a man in his uh, floating pram, just walking. Uh, Yoda's sitting up for the ride, taking it all in. Oh, Oso, excuse me. I think Oso's in a robe now. I don't know if, how long that's been, or maybe a burlap sack. We see graffiti through the town. It's uh, anti-Pac-Man ghost graffiti. They say, we don't like, pa- like, this is a pa- Pac-Man friendly town. Or they don't like stormtroopers or Mandalorians, but I would assume it's based on uh, Pac-Man. We also see red eyes, uh, so some puppies or something keeping an eye on Oso and the Mandalore. I don't know what a secret uh, cookies are in there. What do they call those brownies when you hide something in a show? It's not. A, is it a cookie? Cookie something else. Uh, is it a cupcake when you hide something in the background of a, a, a TV show? Anyway, they're looking for Gore Koresh, and uh, the the person, they go to like a door person, and they say, enjoy the games. Then we see our first tangent, uh, because I got to talk about Gamorrean guards briefly. And I haven't talked about this in a while, but uh, once upon a time when I was a boy, just young lad, a bit older than Oso, or or physically, because I'm a human and not a uh, whatever, uh, like a Yodish being, 
I made my first trip to the one of the first trips I went to the movies. The first two movies I saw that I know of were Sword in the Stone and Fox and the Hound. And I think that was on their second runs in the theater. And I remember begging to see Empire Strikes Back, but I was too young. And we saw Return of the Jedi. And I, had, I guess I, I maybe I, that was the first movie I saw because I was I had convinced myself uh, that the movie theater would be Star Wars based. Like that it would have, I mean, what you would call nowadays, like a Star Wars pop-up shop and that they would either be giving away Star Wars action figures or we would have an opportunity to purchase them at a very big discount. And I don't know what convinced me of this, but I was holding it on as it was truth. And I decided I would purchase a, or if they were giving away for free and we had a choice, I would pick a Gamorrean guard because they were bigger, and I figured I'd just get more value. I said, well, that's the biggest one I could pick out. Yeah, so I'm definitely going to pick that one because I get the most value out of it, the most bang for my buck. I mean, if I could go back in time and say, we got to get the Boba Fett one because that's when worth money. But uh, alas, they weren't giving away Gamorrean Guard figures. I guess the action figures came out before the movie because I knew about the action figures before I saw the film. But it, it was great to see a movie. So the Gamorrean guards are doing, um, they're doing some, some sort of Gamorrean version of sumo wrestling. Uh, and they have electric loincloths. And I don't know if you remember that movie. That was one, what's it called? The Last Electric Loincloth. That was a classic. I thought that was a Disney film. Or maybe that was a remake that I saw. That was one of those videotapes they found in the woods on a trail. The Last Electric Loincloth. But it really was, that That was a, that, that, but so that's, uh, that would be the fan fiction I would write about this. Oh, and again, just when you feel like you're in the hands of a capable person guiding you through an episode, you really, there's a lot of a subtle misdirection that I enjoy or playing with your, uh, antici- like what you anticipate. So I really enjoyed that. Oh, so is very active in body language, not liking this uh, situation. And there's more than one case where you say, is Oso going to be an active protagonist in this? So, so I really like that build up, And also just watching Oso take stuff in and process it. And a lot more Oso sound effects. Uh, and then uh, there's, there's this thing, uh, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. That's like, I don't know if that's a truism. That's something my dad used to tell me when I'd ask, I'd say, well, can we get some action figures? He'd say, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And I'd, I'd sit there like, I'd say, can, okay, can we go, can we get, can we go, can I get an action figure? But in this one, yeah, so there's this uh, person, that's Gore Koresh, Osos, or Mando's meeting up with him. What's up with the kid? Where I go, he goes. Uh, and he says, what's up? I, I say, I got to track down some Mandalorians. He says, it's uncouth to talk business right away. Uh, and, uh, then he says, are you a gambling man? And the dude says, do I look like I'm wearing shiny armor of a high priced metal that's known for its armor based properties? Uh, so wouldn't that give you, isn't that your answer there? I'm covered in armor. Like, uh, and he says, so are you a gambling man? And he says, not when it can be avoided. And the guy says, yeah, Beskar, what about, I like that Beskar armor. Uh, 
and uh, the Mando says, well, I don't leave anything to chance. And then the, uh, Gore Koresh says, uh, uh, I don't know, Gore Koresh played by John Tesh? I don't think so, but uh, I think it's played, I think played by, oh, I can't remember. Because we saw, uh, whose name did we see in the credits? I said, is that, who, who did that, who did they play? I'll think of it, but, uh, nor do I, uh, thanks for caring. Uh, hidden hives to harvest, uh, Hester value. I don't know what any of that says. Thanks for coming by. Uh, but basically what happens is, uh, he says, uh, they say, you, 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 uh, we're, we're going to take your electric one call cloth. Oh, also, also gets in his uh, seat when he knows there's trouble. Hidden hives to harvest. Does somebody say that? Thought you weren't a gambler. Let's see. I'm not. Oh, the, I guess I'm ahead of myself or I'm behind. Oh, he basically says the best scars price is rising. And so I'm going to um t- take your armor from you. Hidden hives to harvest. I'm just trying to see if that's something I imagined. Everybody, everybody out. So they say when he says I don't gamble. Thanks for coming to me. Oh, yeah, I've been having to go to your Hidden Hives to Harvest because I love uh, Beskar Steel because I can, you know, it's a, whatever, it's good for uh, hedging or whatever they do. Harvest your precious tiny shells. I'm fond of it. So I'll take it now. And Mandalorian, you know, he doesn't take the stuff. He goes, tell me where, where, where the Mandalorian you know about is. And I'll walk out, we'll all walk out of here. Oh, so hides. Uh, and. He basically, there's, they're no, they're not, they can't match up against, uh, like electric loincloths or not. Mandalorian says, of course I have an electric loincloth because, you know, what do you think powers my suits? Uh, so they, they, I don't know. They, 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 it's just a, just an interesting sequence of the electric loincloths. A couple of other people have like electric shoulder plates and stuff, but no match for uh, no match for it, no match for the Beskar. The character runs off. Uh, he's wearing a cummerbund and a tuxedo jacket, and Mandalor, Mandal, the Mandalorian hangs him up. Jinjarin. and he says, uh, "Guys on Tatooine, promise me you're gonna uh, let me walk away." And he goes, I promise you, I'll walk away. Yeah, where's the Mandalorian? Tatooine. You swear by that? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I was all, only Mando I know is on Tatooine. Mandalorian goes, I was just there. So I didn't see any Mandalorian. He goes, it's good. It's good, man. City of Mas Pelgo. I swear by the Gothra. And Mando says, Tatooine it is. And then he turns out the lights and... Uh, uh, Gorkoresh is kissed by puppies. Uh, also, you know, sees that. And then we have the opening of The Mandalorian. Chapter 9, The Marshal. Then we see the, um, whatever that the ship's called. The Razor Crest is in space with music. There's a planet. There's canyons. There's Tuscans. Uh... I already forgot what their other creatures are called. They're beasts of burden, but I'll remember that too. Uh, we see planes. We see a city. We see, and then we find we see a Sedaris. Uh, 
top one of the top two Sedarises on the planet. You know, tough to choose between two, you know uh, Amy and David, but uh, on a on an episode of Mandalorian, I'll take Amy. Uh, you know, at writing a short story about uh, Amy Sedaris's time on the Ma- Mandalorian. Hmm, that, I'd say I'd take David probably, or I'd take both of them writing about it separately. He lands, droids, you go. He doesn't like droids. Have at it. Uh, so he likes droids now. Guess a lot has changed since your last... Oh, there he is. Thank the Force. Oh, so, oh, so cute. Give me that baby. Come here, you little womp rat. Uh, and also makes some sound effects. Looks like it remembers me. How much do you want it? Just kidding. Not really. Uh... If this thing ever divides or buds, I'll play, pay for the offspring. And just don't feed it after midnight. Then the droids are having an issue. There's just a, like a little comedy sequence, you know. Give us a little lightheartedness. Here on business, need your help. Uh, business you shall have. You want me to babysit? No, I'm quested to bring this back to its kind. Can't help you there. Never seen any one of these, uh, and I've seen a lot. Uh, I need a Mandalorian, uh, uh, another of my kind. They'll help me through the coverts. She goes, I never see you're the only Mando I know. What about Mos Pelgo? Oh, boy, haven't heard about that one. I thought it was gone. Wiped out by bandits. Uh, when the Empire fell, it was a free-for-all. That's why I still stay in the city walls. And she brings up, she goes, R5, get over here with the map. Uh, no, take your time. More comedy. Uh, can't get good help. I don't even know. To, it's just really good. I mean, this show is so worth watching if you're not watching it. Uh, so she shows him a map. Uh, the, the, like, uh, shows him where Mospel goes, could be, or once was. Uh, that's where it was before. Uh, take your time. Oh, she's talking R5. What was there? He goes, did you guess that speeder bike? Uh, she goes, yeah. Then we go. He takes a jump off a sand dune. Oso's on the side, loving the ride. You know, the desert air and Oso's baby hair. We see some sand people, Mando, uh, they share a fire, they talk, they have a dinner together, and they're using their combination of language and sign language and you know, sharing a meal. Oso's sitting there, too. Then we have more driving through the desert. We see, uh, I said, is that, do we see WAP rats at some points? Uh, there's more driving. And then Mando rolls into town. When Mando comes to town, there's that's another song. Who sang that? When Mando comes to town, but people give him a WTF face. Uh, they're not. They don't seem very friendly. So he goes straight to the like uh, the bar cantina. That's where you know. That's a like uh, at least in film and and uh, the saloon. I guess in this situation, frontier town. Actually, it's not for frontier town. This is a mining town. And the frontier mining, maybe? I don't know. But uh, what do they say? It goes to the bar. I thought at first I was definitely confused because I wasn't paying close enough attention on my first watch, which was for pleasure. So that's okay, you know, when I'm watching it for fun. But I said, is that the same bar and bartender? 
as uh, what the gum chewer episode, but it's not. It's a you know because he hadn't been to the city before. He had to get directions. There's also an ATM in the bar, so if anybody goes there, it could be one of those bars. They say we only take cash, but we got an ATM over there. Twenty dollar service charge. Oso sneaks into the bar. And, but, but, but Mando goes, you seen any Mandalorians? Uh, he goes, Mando, what a and he goes, anybody like me? Bartender says, we don't, you know, we don't get many visitors to these here parts. Uh, uh, but he's pleasant enough. Uh, and he goes, well, that would be the marshal. Uh, and Mando goes, marshal. And he goes, yeah, see for yourself. And then we have the classic stare down as the marshal is in Mandalorian armor, not shiny Mandalorian armor, in the doorway, striking a very uh, interesting, uh, different different setup uh, than our Mandalorian. And he walks up, uh, what brings you here, stranger? Uh, you, I'm looking for you, uh, many parsecs. Uh, he goes, okay, two, two snorts of spotchka. He goes, join me. And his he takes his helmet off. His his uh, his armor has seen a lot of action. It's got a lot of pock marks, a lot of damage. And then he takes his helmet off and we say, "Holy, holy, holy, holy!" And great hair, man, Timothy Oliphants. Uh, and uh, what a what a cam. I don't know if this is a cameo, but uh, it's it's a cameo. In the, see what a what of a series of cameos for, for sleep with me. We had Oliphant in a good place. Now we have Timothy here, out in the outback. He goes, yeah, you're probably no. Oh, also, Oso's in a spittoon, uh, like looking in a spittoon. And Timothy Oliphant says, "You've never met a real Mandalorian. I know your reputation precedes you, though." And clearly, you know, I'm not a Mandalorian, but I'm wearing Mandalorian armor. So why don't we share a drink? Because it's probably going to be trouble, eh? And but then he goes, and I see this little guy here looking in the spittoon. So maybe I have you wrong. Maybe you're not a B-U-L-L-Y. So sit down and let's talk. And Mandalorian goes, uh, who who are you? And he goes, uh, Vance Cobb or something? He goes, I'm the Marshal of Mos Pelgo. Keep peace in this part. Yeah, Cobb Vanth. Because where'd you get the armor? Bought it off some Jawas. Where 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 do you think I got it? Uh, Mandalorian goes, hand it over. And he says, look, I know you were used to being the boss, but I'm, you know, I'm just here. Do you, have you seen my hair? Maybe, uh, he goes, I'm in charge here. And Mandalorian says, take it off, man. Or I'll take it off you, which is not very... But, I mean, Mandalorian's known for his brusque demeanor. He goes, there's a kid here. And he goes, yeah, I just already dealt with somebody. And Cobb Vance is, you know, the marshal says, okay, well, if we have to, we have to, unfortunately. But I would say, you know, if I'm an authority figure in this town, I can't have you coming in and doing it. Uh, and then this earth starts to shake. Uh, Oso hides right in the spittoon, poor, poor Oso. Uh, and the cop Vance, the marshal, holds up a one-second police finger. We see a windmill. We see rumbling. We see people running. Wind picks up. Uh, the sand begins to move. And it, at first I thought it was a sandworm. It's dinner time. 
And I said, holy dune tremors and uh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I'm not going to say it thrice, though, because I don't need to. And uh, maybe it's a worm. Oh, and then the, 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 they're together as this, this uh, sandworm-type creature goes through town, snacks on some uh, 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 some friendly friendly character, just a kiss. And then he says, maybe we could work something out. And Amanda says, work something out how? And he says, well, this thing's too much for me to deal to 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 to, to deal with. It's a um, crate dragon. And uh, he goes, maybe if you help me, uh, we can make a deal. You know, uh, you help me, I give you the armor. And Mando says, okay, uh, fair enough. Well, that's a deal. He goes, so, so what do we, and he goes, I know where it lives. Uh, I also said, Cobb Vance, can you actually, like, I realize, in, in, like, uh, can you keep that helmet on or keep your helmet with you at least? I mean, I know you got that square jaw and the beautiful hair, but can you at least, uh, can you please, can you please, uh, can you? Oh, also once upon a time in, um, once upon a time in Hollywood, that was another, yet another time it was, I said, a holy, holy. So town cleans up, uh, and they head off into the desert, the two of them. Mando on his uh, speeder bike and Cobb Vance on like a pod racer type vehicle. And they're talking. They say, let's do some driving and let's get some exposition in while we drive. And the Mando says, it sounds exactly what I like, man. And Cobb Vance. And again, I like uh, because I missed the exposition earlier the first time I watched so tell, don't tell me once how you're going to do things. Tell me twice. So Cobb Vance does, but in more detail. He says, okay, so the Death Star, second Death Star, right? Mando goes bye-bye. Everybody's partying. Bar was packed. Uh, fireworks were watching on the news. Uh, but he goes, there's a vacuum, power vacuum. And so the mining collective comes in. And uh, he he says, one thing I got to say, this is my favorite bartender. I got to save my bartender. Not knowing that people in the mining collective don't know how to make drinks, so they're going to need a bartender anyway. But I guess at least initially, he says, they they probably had to realize it. So he does say, okay, I got to make them appreciate that they need a bartender. So he saves the bartender. He says, I took what I could, uh, and uh, I was saved. Oh, so he takes what he can. It ends up he grabs like one of those buckets. Uh, that's also like a safe and a cooler, like that had Beskar seal in it. That's what you use to carry around your valuables uh, on different planets. But you also have people that don't value floating prams. I'm sure out here they would, because if you're in a mining business, you say, well, what do you need these beasts of burden for? I'll just bring over some floating prams. They throw them away over on this other planet. Uh, but he, Cobb Vance, runs, uh, and then he wanders in the desert. So definitely this cool Western feel. He gets picked up by the Jawas, and the Jawas love the crystals. The crystals he has, Ciliax crystals, are high value, very high value. So he goes, I got more than a full, you know, uh, water bottle. You know, they offered me the most expensive items. And also a callback that I remember 
I'm pretty sure. I'm going to watch it again to be sure. But I think they have the, the C-L-O-W-N head of a droid that is in the first, the Star Wars, the original Star Wars that came out first when they're in the um, moving thing. They still haven't been able to sell that because it's like, uh, they say, I don't want a droid that looks like that. It's not, it's unsettling. Let's see. Right now he's drinking water. All the Jawas are walking around. They're going to start, uh, they open up his safe and they say, whoa boy, purple crystals. This stuff's great. So they offer him his finest wares. First, like a va- look, look, a Dyson vacuum. Then, uh, like R2 type units. Then, I'm pretty sure, let's see, this is coming up next. He sees the Beskar armor, or the uh, Mandalorian armor. Yeah, there it is. It definitely is. I don't normally notice these cookies, but that's definitely the CLOWN droid from the first movie. Never liked that thing. No, never will. Uh, talk about holy Claire Bell, right? Uh, or what's that sl- slappy from the uh, bumps of uh, when your uh, your hair stands up? And books. Okay, so where are we? So then he goes back to deal with the mine. He gets the armor. Goes back to deal with the mining collective. Uh, Marshall's back in town. Shows down with them. They run because they're B-U-L-L-I-E-S's. He jetpacks them out of there. He says, not only are you going to, now you're not a mining collective because you're uh, tried to become authoritarians. Now you're totally out. So collect your mining and get out of town permanently. Went on their permanent record because he's a marshal. He keeps permanent records. Uh, so they're gone. Uh, then they're in the desert canyon. Now we're back to the present. Enough exposition, they say. And I say, well, that was delicious. Uh, so they're in the desert canyon. They stop. Uh, there's lots of sound effects. As far as I know, we meet a new type of being, a dino dog, which Mando charms the dino. First, the cop Vance is a bit prickly sometimes. So he says, what are you doing? The Mando says, these are dino dogs. You just pet them and you treat them with respect. Then some sand people come, and Cobb Vance is like, what are you doing? He goes, they, they communicate for a while. He goes, they want to kill the, or, he says, they'd like to create Dragon, which is like the sandworm, to move out of town as well. So if we could get that to happen as a team, that would be great. Then we see uh, another thing, like, uh, we see the, um, one of the sand people cleaning one of its piece of burden's teeth with its like stick that you've seen in a lot of sequences before in Star Wars sequences with sand people. And uh, then they sit by the fire. They're supposed to share this drink. Uh, the dogs like Oso. It's like a carbon smoke plant, a drink that you share. And Cobb Vance is stubborn, so he says, "I'm not drinking this." So, you know, I don't, I don't abide by sand people. Uh, and Mandalorian says, you're the one who's stolen all their water. And so he raises his voice. Mando says, talk with your inside out voice, you know, campfire voice, man. And they start, well, Cobb Vance starts arguing. So then the uh, sand people are arguing, you know, strongly reacting to his argument. Uh, so Mando waves the fire of peace. Uh, and he gives him a coach talk. you talking to just like a coach, like uh, in a movie. He says, everybody sit down. And we're going to talk about this. Uh, 
and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about it in a way that moves forward. Either we work together, either we work together, or we work in opposition. And it's going to be a lot of easier to work together as a team and do this as we have we have a shared goal. So put your hands in here. And we'll ride out uh, to the desert. Then it's morning, and they're on the um, the the horned horned beast of burden. Which uh, don't worry, at some point I remember what they're called. They go through the deserts. One of them, a couple of them, go up to the cavern. They leave uh, they leave like a couple of energy bars at the entrance of the cav- cave. And they say, yeah, the sand people have been feeding this thing more and more over the years, like thousands of years, or I think or hundreds of years. Uh, so that's so they sleep longer, uh, like like the long, more you feed it, the, so you give it a uh, offering of a ba- oh bantha bantha bars. He says you give it five bantha bars, and, the, and then Vance Cobb's, Cobb Vance says, "What are the bantha bars made of? Banthas?" He goes, "No, bantha, uh, fi- you know bantha, ba- you know bantha pies." And Cobb Vance says, "The great dragon tra- eats bantha pies." And then there's a long sequence where they go through and they say, well, the Banta has like 44 stomachs. It consumes its concentrated nutrients to the Banta, to, to, to us, to the Banta, it's waste. But the Banta actually consists on things we would, it's just a weird thing. Banta's made up, you know, it's a desert dwelling creature. And then Kavan says, so in that case, what does a Banta eat? And, uh, Mando says, waste, you know, and he says, wait a second. And he goes, yeah, it's, uh, you could, the desert's not a totally closed ecosystem. Also, it's had a sarlacc before, which brings up like the idea of like, last time we saw Cobb Vance's armor was in a sarlacc pit. So they do that Bantha Bar thing. Then there's a Wookiee call from the, there's a lot from the, that Obi-Wan did. Sam person runs, but they don't run fast enough. And the crate uh, dra- also watches too and makes sound effects. But the crate dragon says, "Enough bantha bars. Uh, I want to lick a sand person," and it does that. Uh, and they go, "Oh snap, man! Any fresh ideas?" And uh, we get just get a bare sense of the crate dragon uh, size. Uh, uh, Oso is Oso cute in this man. Oh, it hi- Oso hides, pops its head up. Uh, then they have a meeting with the Tuscans. Uh, and they say, okay, let's bring it together. Let's cross it. Let's swirl it around. They have a whole model set up. Cobban uh, says, that's not, it's not that big. And man, he's he's Cobb explaining things. Uh, and he could, like, uh, Mando says, they know what they're talking about, man. Uh, and so they say, well, how are we going to do this? They're trying to plot it out with the model, cut it, pad it, mark it with a B, tickle its belly is eventually what the, they come to, which is a nice way to solve a problem. But they say, well, like, uh, how are we going to do this? We don't have a way to do this. Uh, Mando shares the idea in Tuscan. Then there's more rocks uh, or there. I don't think the, I don't know if the rocks are, um, like many acorns and the cop says, where are they getting more people? He goes, your village, dude. He goes, you want to do this? So then they drive back, which is a strange, long, non-talking sequence. So I don't know if they cut the uh, dialogue or, but it's like about four seconds. And I said, that's a long four seconds. 
uh, in the town, uh, they have a town meeting, uh, town, town will listen to reason. They respect you, Mando says. So go into that meeting and give it everything you got, uh, kid. And he says, we're equal. We're, you know, and then he's this. So then he says, this is a Mandalorian. You ever heard of him? Yeah, we heard the rumors about him. You know, they're, they, they're not easy to deal with. And Cobb goes, yeah, they're good at stuff. Uh, and he goes, See, this one's got a problem. I got his armor, and by law, I got to give it back to him. So I worked a deal, though. I've got a problem. Great dragon. And then he goes, not only is that dealing with the armor, like our, our mining stuff, he goes, there's a school in our town, you know. And he goes, we can't, we got to protect the school. That gets everybody on board. Vote Cobb 20, you know, 30, 34, or whenever. Uh, he goes, a Mandalorian's going to help us uh, in exchange if I give the armor back to him, which just seems like a fair deal. Everybody says, well, that's good. The bartender goes, perfect. Uh, bar tab paid up. And Cobb says, yeah, we need help. Uh, he goes, we need all you and all the sand people. And then the people have, they, they, they you know, they have their own, uh, they, they, you know, ideas about sand people that aren't based in fact, more based in feelings. So the Mando makes a speech. Uh, he goes, yeah, you got your differences, but this we all have something in common. Uh, haven't you heard this idea of common enemy? We got a common enemy, create dragon. So we can put aside our differences and work together. He goes, also, oh, they keep the word. We made a deal. And the deal's going to be good. So uh, we got to leave it. It's carcass and ichor or whatever. And uh, they said it'll be peace unless you start trouble. That's what they say. So everybody nods. And then we have the, um, they say, oh, then Mando and uh, Vance meet together. Okay, joining forces are our only hope. Our only hope is when, you know, they, I don't know if they have to say that in all Star Wars things. Like another fine mess you got me into, but then the sand people arrive on a, uh, a, a um, caravan of banthas, and they everybody starts loading up. Uh, there's big music, lots of staring from the townspeople. Somebody does say we could use it if only we could had more floating prams. Uh, we could get there. Also, I, I wanted to say, like, if you watch this, watch it. Look at a, ban- a bantha face. I have resting bantha face. Uh, that's the exact way my face looks 99% of the time. And this is not a joke. That's my normal look is the exact look on a bantha's face. So I don't even have resting bantha face. I have a 24-7 bantha face. So you could call me bantha face if you want. Hash- you know, I don't think we need to hashtag it. Just say, yeah. Uh, Scoots, do you really have, oh yeah, I've seen a picture of you, except when I'm posing for pictures, then I have uncomfortable, you know, Bantha waste face when Bantha's making a waste. So anyway, they drop, somebody drops something, there's a big argument, they say, let's work together, man. That's what Cobb Vance says. Then there's shots of the desert, caravan, they go to the cave. And then we have some great A-team prep work. So for the rest of the episode, I'm going to present this to you in uh, numbered order. So these are the steps. This is a 30. (laughs) 
this is like a 34, I don't even know how many step plan to uh, deal with the great dragon uh, in, in a sequence. So, so this is the sequence. Uh, step one, look at the cave and stand around. Step two, one person, preferably a, uh, uh, like, uh, like not you walks to the cave. In this case, it does have to be a Tuscan. Have them feel the ground. Do a dramatic cave shot. Uh, what's going on? They listen to the ground. They say, it's sleeping and snoring. Okay, three. Drink the the the, uh, the drink that shows unity, the, the carbon smoke drink uh, to show that you're unity in a team. Step four. Carry a bunch of stuff near the cave. Step five. Dig a trench and bury the tickle, the tickle, like uh, ticklers. They have the little ticklers that they're burying. Like, uh, so they have a combined thousands of these things, like back massagers that are battery operated. And uh, this, that's their plan. They think they presented their plan. I didn't communicate it. Or maybe they did reveal it as they're doing it. They say, okay, we're going to get it out here. These are remote controlled. Turn it on, it'll tickle its belly so much that the thing will just move out of town because it, it doesn't like being tickled, great dragons. doesn't like it in a way where it's a not, it doesn't prefer it. It says, I prefer not to be tickled, so I will leave the area. Also, they have these, like, uh, vibrating nerf darts so that are shot out of nerf crossbows, so those also would suck stick to you with suction cup and vibrate. If you were a crate dragon, it would tickle. So they set that up. That's step six. Also do some narration of your plan during this time. So step five, four, carry stuff. Step five, dig a trench, put the ticklers in. Step six, get the nerf crossbows with the ticklers ready and narrate your plan. Step seven, bury more ticklers. Ideally with more great music and narration. Step eight, get, get the remote control, have a kid bring the remote control to you to show one more likable moment and get the remote control for the remote-based ticklers. Nine, take possession of the remote and st- tell the kid to stay safe. Step 10, walk and observe uh, progress uh, that has been completed or almost completed at a distance. 11, everybody get ready, you know, get ready and anticipate something getting ready to happen. Step 12, send three people this time to walk towards the cave. Uh, ideally, you know, not from your party, as everybody would think. Uh, but these, the, the, uh, the uh, not the Banthas, the uh, Tuscans are, are, very, are much more brave. Plus, they can do the call. So then they do the call. Uh, make the call. Step 13, run as fast as you can. Step 14, run faster than that. Uh, step 15, use vibrating nerf uh, darts. Uh, oh, they also have, uh, streamers attached to them. 16, hold the streamers, uh, that make it even more powerful by tickling vibration. Step 17, watch, uh, you didn't overwhelm it with tickling, so the uh, great dragon suspects something and starts to retreat. Step eight, step eighteen. It doesn't totally retreat, so just wait uh, for a second. 
Step 19, throw uh, nerf balls, everything you can at it, uh, more nerf darts. Uh, also in step 19, then more air, run, throw more stuff, uh, uh, shoot more nerf darts, uh, wait with the, the, the remote control because we only have one shot. Uh, step 20, you've made it. You've gotten the crates attract attention again. Uh, shoot more nerf darts uh, and hold on to them and try to pull them so they're getting the most tickling. Step 21, never mind, run away again. Step 22, the great dragon disappears. And, uh, like, uh, the bad news is when it hides, uh, it comes back out and it can it has a slime, it has ability to slime people and cover you in gross, gross slime. Step 23, I can't read. It looks like it says now, but that can't be it. And now wind. So let's see what happens. So they're getting slimed right now. Oh, no, it didn't hide yet. It just slimed the people. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'm ahead of it. So it doesn't go and hide. So it slimes them. Then they try the ticklers. But the crate Dragon just happened to be moving when they launched the ticklers. So that says now. Then there's wind from so much vibration of ticklers. But uh, the crate Dragon goes under the ground. Oh, dear. Uh, because now the crate dragon takes the high ground and starts sliming everybody from above. Step 24C, somebody say womp rats, or we're getting, we're caught like womp rats. Step 25, heroes, put on your helmets and fly using the jetpacks while Oso watches. Also, if you have any hero music, play it now. Step 28, we brought, we have superior nerf, uh, vi vibrate, vibration tickling weapons, uh, it with feathers, uh, use them. Keep doing that. So keep shooting it with feather based, uh, nerf, nerf, nerf darts. Okay. Step 28 didn't work. Step 29, run away by air because we can't, we're, we have jetpacks. So run, but by air. Step 30, we really irritated the crate dragon. It's, it's get ready because it's disappeared again. Step 31, turn around. It's behind us. Uh, step 32, run again really fast. Uh, step 33, ideally get a new idea. Step 34, let's make it really mad. Use your super, your thing that looks like a Nerf dart, but it's really full of water because it's just a sponge, so that'll really get on its nerve. Step 35. This one's right out of the Mando playbook. The old, uh, you know, self, the total heroism. Take care of Oso because I can't take care of him now because I got to do something super heroic for Oso and because it's the right thing to do and I'm capable of doing it. 36, wait with the bantha that has a bunch of backup vibrating ticklers that have double feathers on them. Step 36B, hold on to the really, hold on really tight to the bantha because it doesn't want to be, like, doesn't want the great dragon to come so close that it gets tickled. Step 37 uh, is a mystery because the, the, the bantha mando and uh so mystery move but it really is paid off almost instantly but it's a mystery right now move uh like uh we don't know where mando 
the the great dragon or the one bantha with all the ticklers went. Oh, the earth shakes. Uh, then the the um, great dragon bursts out because uh, on step thirty eight, what you really did was the old Nostromo or whatever Pinocchio's dad's name was move or Pinocchio into the belly of the whale. Scoots has probably used that like five or six times in his stories too. Also do the electric slide with the ticklers on the inside of the great dragon. That'll tickle it twice as much because great, great dragons have double the ner- like, uh, nerve endings on the inside. Seth, 39, great dragon runs away but also leaves behind tons of nutrients because it was so tickled so much that the great dragon also like banthas leaves behind lots of nutrients that, I mean, that's not even gross because it's just a fact in the, of the life in the deserts. Also a lot of water in its own containers, uh, like, uh, purified water. Uh, step 40, do a lot of close-ups of everybody and hugs and cheering all as well. Uh, step 41, clean up, uh, also even gets, uh, one of the pieces of leftovers, uh, and Mando to say, this is great stuff. This is even last longer than Bantha bars. Step 42, I guess this is more than four, like, uh, return the armor. My pleasure. Uh, also let your people know I didn't break this, uh, you're a good man, you know, do that thing. You're a good, you're a good father or a good person taking care of Oso. Well, you're a good marshal. Hope our paths cross again. Step 43 for the uh, sand people, find the pearl, uh, that was, that was a lucky, must've been like a lucky charm, but it wasn't so lucky for the great dragon. So that's good for them. Step 44. Just like you would expect, ride off into the desert sunset to awesome music. And that ends, oh no, then that ends the episode. Sunsets, I'm sorry, I forgot to, the main part that would have been good. Ride off into the sunsets uh, or sunrises because there's two suns or moons on the planet they're on. Step 45, be viewed by a mystery figure. Uh, that's, you know, maybe Boba Fett, I don't know. But uh, but then also the one that was probably in the other episode. And then we'll go through. This time there's 11 uh, uh, pieces of art. There's a, The first one is the Great Dragon against the, the end titles. Uh, then a Bantha ride into the sun, suns. Uh, then a speeder bike ride with Oso oh, having fun. Then for the dude from beginning upside down. Oh, that, let's see. Now that the titles are running, I can figure out who who that was. Uh, I don't know how it, my mind is totally blank, and I know exactly who it is, but I can't think of it. Unless they do the voice for somebody else. Uh, and then I'll go to, there's a speeder. Oh, they're holding hands. Uh, where am I? Pedro Pascal. Oh, John Leguizamo. Yeah, sorry, John. I'm, I'm, that's terrible. Okay, so the dude upside down. Then uh, Boom Sheriff. Uh, then the dogs in the canyon. Then Oso playing with a womp rat. Uh, then uh, Art 8 is uh, Fireside Chats. Uh, 9 is uh, Mando. 
and the sand people or the Tuscans. I don't know what they prefer to be called. That's why I keep calling them both ones because I say, well, I don't know what they want to be called. Uh, then Mando and the Great Dragon, number 10, when he was flying out of the mouth of it. Uh, then 11 is the sunsets or the sunrises in the mystery person. Uh, shot from behind and there's a zoom there's the old uh oh no no uh I, the, that effect you use with pictures uh, is named after a famous document to ken ken not ken jennings not and then ken barnes why can't i ken the famous pbs documentarian ken anyway you know who i'm talking about it's right in my brain it's just not accessible but that effect to where you're zooming in in a picture and moving it. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. Uh, welcome back, Mando. Good night, everybody.